Hello there, I am Orla Mobilis. And I'm Ricardo Deacon. And this is The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen, we watch it, and then we meet to discuss it. What we're doing right now. We're discussing, not watching. <laughs> this week's film, it's the 90s, is Starship Troopers from 1997. <sighs> Ricardo forgot the sheets again. So. It is Saturday, so he gets a little, little, little bit of leeway, I suppose. So because he didn't, um, I'm relying on the old phone. So synopsis first. <clears throat> and the synopsis is: In the distant future, the Earth is at war with a race of giant alien insects. Little is known about the bugs, except that they are intent on the eradication of all human life. But there was a time before the war. A mobile infantry travels to distant alien planets to take the war to the bugs. They are a ruthless enemy with only one mission, survival of their species no matter what the cost. But who is the ruthless enemy? Bum, bum, bum. This movie was directed by Paul Verhoeven, his second outing. Yes. Mm. Produced by Joe Davison and Alan Marshall. Screenplay by Edward Newmere, based on Starship Troopers by Robert A. Henline. Starring Casper Van Dien, which is cool. Casper, what a name. Dina Meyer, Denise Richards, Jake Boosie, Neil Patrick Harris, Patrick Muldoon, and Michael Ironside. And Dean Norris. Cinematography by Just Vacano. Edited by Mark Goldblatt and Caroline Ross. Music by? Oh, wait. <laughs> Basil. Uh, yes. And music by Basil Polidorus. I love good old Basil. Yes, exposition. Uh, <laughs> so, this week's movie was for Ricardo. It was indeed. Ricardo, why? <laughs> because I fucking love this movie. Uh, <laughs> in many ways. Uh, for one, as a, I watched this the first time when I was something like 11 or something. Uh, back in the day in Uruguay. And uh, me and my brother became like big Casper Van Dien fans. <laughs> So that man has an amazing face. We we watched such a nineties like, face. We were so excited when he was in shallow uh, sh- uh, shallow hall. No, that's no. <laughs> the, shallow the, grave. Shallow. No, the one the Johnny Depp uh, fucking uh, headless horseman Tim Burton movie. What's it called? Um, what? Um, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. That's the one. Oh my god! He's yeah, in yeah. Sleepy Hollow. He's the guy that gets chopped in half. Oh my god, he's Brom. Yeah. You're a brave man, Brom. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the same guy. I'll get him. Oh, that's like uh, I've shed my tears for Brom. But well, like most <laughs> of the things that, that Casper Van Dien has been is like schlock, like <laughs> sci-fi, like Shark Island and stuff like that. I, I, I struggle to understand how he he never got cast in more serious roles. <laughs> and, um, uh, well, like he's a terrible actor, and uh, I I, I love what... this movie for it. I love this movie for it because everything is on purpose, and it kind of makes you reassess. Uh, make me want to reassess showgirls because like uh, <laughs> was pop- he just was he just ahead of his time yeah, was he just so. misunderstood I think so like uh, because even the way that uh, he shoots this movie with a flat look that <laughs> is disgusting but it's on purpose because it's meant to look like Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> 
fighting bugs. It's uh, <laughs> just great. Like, I love the soundtrack of this movie. Like, Basil, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Like, he did also the... Papadopoulos. He, yeah, he's done uh, other <laughs> films with uh, Verhoeven. He did the soundtrack for fucking Robocop that is, like, amazing. Rob- Robocop? <laughs> Robocop. I have to say, it wasn't a, the soundtrack was a little annoying. Of uh, this movie? Yeah, it was wait, a little... Wait, wait, wait. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Uh, I <laughs> I love everything about this movie. Uh, for one, though, I think that it is incredibly entertaining uh, as a piece of cinema. But there's so much meat on the bone as well. Like the when I watched it uh, initially, I think that one of the things that this movie did was um, oh, backtrack something. Like that, there's only two movies that I feel that uh, that prove true or wrong when he said that no war movie could be an anti-war movie. One was Come and See, and the other one is Starship Troopers. I'm pretty sure whenever we did Come and See, you actually said that exact yeah. thing as well, and I definitely went Truffaut. Him knowing about a lot about you know both film and war. Yeah, uh, but I think the Starship Troopers, what it did uh, that is more important even than like come and see in a way, was that made me judge everything that I watched mm. because the first time that I watched, I was so young, I didn't catch the satire. Yeah. Like I didn't understand what Verhoeven was going for it because the movie succeeds because it's both like the entertaining schlock that it is. It's even in a surface level, it's <laughs> With amazing. With Casper at the helm. Uh, oh man, any film that has the lines like "fucking I'm from Buenos Aires" and I say "kill them all," <laughs> it's endlessly mm. quotable. Uh, as a movie. <laughs> Every character is white, and they all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, you, you cast the most Californian fucking... accents. Yeah, yeah, like from Buenos Aires. <laughs> uh, it's like why? Why are they from Buenos Aires? <laughs> uh, it's a comment again on uh, like uh, how. Uh, in a way, um, American imperialism. Mm. The everything becomes America. Yeah, like that's the end goal of like even uh, the idea that it's you know you become a citizen. Yeah, you're not become you know it's just a citizen of this greater. Yeah, like, but also it's clear, incredibly fascistic state, and I don't understand when the movie came out. Critics didn't get that Pearl Verhoeven was making a comment. Mm. on like fascism they thought the film was fascistic and i was like how how can you see the history of pearl uh, is like, the book not a slightly takes a slightly different tone on the oh yeah yeah, yeah yes thing. most definitely like <laughs> similarly to uh to the other hollywood movies that he did like robocop the it's incredibly funny as mm. a movie and it's taken from like a source material that is super serious and uh, Verhoeven, like even what's the uh, Total Recall as well? It's similar that it is like mm. hilarious. I haven't but, seen uh, Total Recall or Robocop in so long that I kind of feel like I need, I need a oh yeah, re- like Verhoeven. Ro- Robocop has a, a similar thing that this movie does, uh, which is they have uh, news news anchors and stuff that just pop in constantly and out constantly giving thing. you context yeah yeah and uh, i think that this in this part like uh, in this movie in particular it sets the movie particularly well to establish what he's going for and i think that it never become that's why i think it's so genius because it never became overbearing on the film as in like you don't feel like you're being lectured 
Mm. But what I, it happened to me is that when I watched it again as an adult and I caught it, I immediately went, that is how easy it is for you to believe the media that you uh, yeah. ingest. Well, whenever, it's the fact that it's packaged itself like any other, like, you know, movie of the week you know, yeah. it, like it so made me think so much of like um, all those movies I watched those su- super Hollywood American family movies that I watched whenever I, you know, that would be on RTE during the day yeah. or in the evening on a Saturday or whatever. Like it gets that tone very well. And uh, uh, I love like it must feel terrible coming out of the theater and then realizing that it's like if you were an actor in this movie, it's like, oh yeah, I was cast because I'm a bad actor. Mm. The like the, the 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 only bad performance in the whole movie is Dina <coughs> Mayer. The, it's like, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Johnny Rico's uh, the girl that ends up dying in the. Uh, oh, Tiz. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fizz. What's her name? Something like that. It's yeah. Color Tiz. I think it's Tiz. Uh, and uh, her performance is bad because it's actually good. So like it doesn't belong in this movie. Uh, I love Michael Michael mm. Ironside. It's so good. Like, uh, Which is that one? He's the 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 lieutenant. Uh-huh. Like the, that is the teacher as well. Like yeah. fucking what is it? Uh, something roughnecks. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rico's roughnecks. I love this movie. Um, uh, what I did it's like if you compare this to Saving Private Ryan that came out in the same year. Saving Private Ryan. Nineteen ninety seven as well. Ninety seven. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, they both got beaten to uh, the Oscar for Best Picture by Shakespeare in Love, uh, which has yeah, been Affleck. No offense, yes, but no offense to um, <laughs> to uh, Starship Troopers or. Uh, what well, it was or, never gonna be nominated for. No, an Oscar. no, but also to second, uh, what's it called? Uh, to Saving Private Ryan, but uh, they weren't the, the the worst things that got overlooked in 1997 yeah. at those Oscars. Let's say. Uh, and the. Uh, thing with uh, Saving Private Ryan is that so many people would say oh this is an anti-war movie because of how horrible it depicts war quote unquote and what this movie made me do is like rewatch Saving Private Ryan yeah and I realized that the movie is really uh, which people don't mention that the Saving Private Ryan is incredibly problematic Mm. Because not only does it like it starts as an anti-war movie because it's pointless and you don't know what's going on or whatever, but then it becomes a men on a mission, mm-hmm. and the most important character arc in the entire movie is this coward guy, played by fucking what's his face, uh, the guy with all the ticks, uh, Jeremy Davis, mm. and there's one scene that they they're having an argument about killing a prisoner uh, a guy that they uh, the surrender to them because when your man was arm, uh, um, manning the machine gun he kills Giovanni Rubisi <gasps> and uh, Jeremy Davis is him and Tom Hanks are the guys saying that your man shouldn't uh, be killed and they tell him walk away but you had to promise us that you uh, won't join the army again that you'll like you'll find the another american troop and become a prisoner Mm. and he shows up at the end during the battle and surrenders again and jeremy davis shoots him unarmed like he shoots an unarmed prisoner an unarmed prisoner and the movie depicts this as the hero well done yeah and it's so fucked up and like then you realize like that is 
part and parcel of the the great American imperialistic fucking worldview that even Spielberg adheres to without perhaps knowing mm. that everything is about how American is America is great. And in and the end, they're the good guys. Yeah, and it's uh, I think that is the the part and parcel of why Trump exists. Not like him as a person, but him as a political entity. Mm-hmm. Because of this idea of American exceptionalism that like comes winning, from the other Reagan winning, or whatever. So that much is. Winning. And this movie, Starship Troopers, does so well to like completely destroy that idea and show you that you're not that far away from the Nazis. Yeah. Like and uh, uh, I, I completely <laughs> and missed now you're the, the really the, not that far away from the yeah, Nazis. The I completely the first time that I watched it, completely obviously because it was eleven, it went yeah. absolutely over my head. Like even the costumes and everything, like the, but it does so well. And it, it it's one of those films that can have its cake and eat it too. That is like uh, amazingly schlocky and entertaining and a good action movie. And the special effects haven't aged bad at all. Like. Uh, uh, I think that it, it was right at that uh, juncture in time that uh, they were still using miniatures and CG well, to, the, with CGI. Well, it's the Jurassic Park thing. Why Jurassic Park doesn't age yeah. that badly because it's the same. Well, thing. like it's Phil Tippett as well. The, it's a mix it's, uh, of... uh, Phil Tippett is the guy that did uh, the special effects in Jurassic Park. He did ah, the special effects in this okay, one. That makes sense. He also directed the sequel to Starship Troopers, Starship Troopers 2 Heroes of the Federation, <laughs> which is a very odd. It ends up being like that they're abandoned in this intergalactic hotel. It's a very odd movie, and uh, the the like it completely uh, forgets because it's directed by a guy that does special effects. Uh, it completely forgets all the tone yeah. and the satire, and just like plays it straight. So it doesn't like it's really funny. Uh, it's uh, the the poster itself is like you like good posters. It's so funny, like the posters for. For this or for, sorry, for... For the second one. Because the helmets are photoshopped <coughs> into the actors' heads. Oh, no. And they're just screaming. Like, it looks like a kid that just went and did Photoshop or something. You know, like uh, like a 12-year-old like, in a computer about class. what the early 90s Photoshop uh, capabilities like, are. Like, Starship Trooper 2 is not as good as Starship Trooper 3, which is... Of course uh, you've seen them all. Uh, that, that one was written by the guy that wrote the first one, so the tone is back, and Johnny Rico's the Roughnecks are back, and Casper yes! Van Diem is back. Yes! And... Uh, it's even funnier because it seems to be that he's trying to prove that like his performance in this one wasn't purposely bad. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to be like really good, uh, which makes it even cuter how oh, bad it Casper. is. <laughs> I Casper. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I absolutely like. I said, uh, I, I love this. Part. I love Verhoeven in general. I think he has one of the most in- interesting filmographies in. Mm. Uh, and Hollywood, like both uh, the movies that he did in uh, Holland, and then it's he's one of the few filmmakers that were was able to uh, go to Hollywood and make big budget movies, but not lose that artistic uh, ideology that he had as a filmmaker beforehand. Mm. Like he, if you see like Soldiers of Orange and uh, his other. Uh, Dutch Air movies and uh, it's like part of the same filmography it starts and I, I sometimes walk down the street 
And just the the thought comes in my head going like Hollywood made Starship Troopers. (laughs) Like, you know, like, is this weird? It's like how, like, obviously the studio heads are too stupid to have realized what they were making. But I, I just wanted to be in the... In the room where they were be showing like dailies for this movie, <laughs> and for Hope and being like, nah, 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 with his weird, excited Dutch voice that he has, being like, oh no, they're the good guys, I promise, or something like, America! Like, Verhoeven, like, just even the way that he speaks, I realized that uh, when you like see nationalities, he's the Dutch Werner Herzog. You know, Aww. like, it's like if you put Werner Herzog through Dutchness, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like through, like, a film that you come out with, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven. Those crazy Europeans. But, like, even, the, like, the, the use of nudity and whatever in this movie is the point, the same way that he used it in uh, Basic Instinct, that it's, like, spitting on his audience. Like, he, like, he, this movie has such a despise. And also, uh, you have fucking Dean Norris doing the Hank Schrader pose. Yeah, <laughs> like, that... like, he hasn't aged at all. He He's actually... only three years older than Casper Van Dien. <laughs> it's oh my God. like... Uh, he, I think he was born that way, yeah, to be He honest. hasn't aged a day. Uh, I remember somebody did a a, a review of the, this movie on YouTube or something. And I saw it like a couple of years ago. And they say, oh, the benefit of having terrible genes is that you already look like shit in your late 20s or like <laughs> early 30s. <laughs> There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> like you have like fucking Aryan motherfucker, <laughs> Casper Tepadema then standing. I, I, I love oh the idea God. that like even the casting is absolutely on purpose that they got like late 20s people to fit, like play like high school <laughs> age uh, students. Like even the way that Rico, every promotion he gets is because one of his uh, <laughs> uh, combat buddies died. <laughs> and he's so happy. Like he's like, yeah, fucking... <laughs> Making you pride. And then, oh, the, the scene when Buenos Aires goes down. <laughs> like, it's oh, it's a genius movie. There's so many things to talk about and, like, see if you caught them all. But without further ado, uh, what did you think of uh, Starship Troopers? <laughs> 20 minutes in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny what you were saying there about, like, thinking of, like, how the hell does this movie exist? Uh, yeah, this is a funny one. It's like, it's a movie you watch and you're wondering it and you're like, how the fuck did this get made? Um, but like after saying it, you could definitely conclude that this probably could only have been made in the 1990s. Like I don't think the 80s would have had the ability to produce this, and I think the 90s were just like a little bit too, like it's a different type of cynical filmmaking. I think in the early 90s, yeah. And it's just it's it's an it's an odd fish. Um, yeah. Like there's two ways to view this film, and kind of like the way that you did it as an 11 year old, where it's either like it's a big dumb, badly constructed sci-fi thing. Or, you know, it's like the ultimate satire on like the war machine and like American, you know, just America as a nation. Uh, I, you know, kind of come down the latter side. Like I didn't, I enjoyed this a lot. Like it is really fun. Um, I, I, there are problems though. Like I didn't love it. And I kind of, yeah, for like a, a lot of different reasons. But yeah, it's, a, it's an odd kind of a mix. It's like. It sometimes would feel as like a strangely like sincere satire or like it's like a kid's film with violence and nudity and like all of this is intentional so it's 
you know, it's it's not necessarily a criticism. It's just an odd experience of a film. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I can't imagine watching it for the first time as an adult. Like it was weird, and and like I watched this yesterday when I was quite tired and quite worse for wear after my Christmas party, and I was lying on the sofa just like. Huh. Um, like the fact that it flips from like you know all American high to like something so much darker in like the blink of an eye how do they kill characters in this is brutal like oh Jesus I mean it's it's just it's like to the point at which whenever they killed killed the main character like halfway through the movie I was like maybe they will actually just kill him like you know what I mean it feels like maybe he would do it because despite like you know, so I think he doesn't hate his characters necessarily. You know, it's not it's not cynical enough for that. And I think in a way, that was a little bit of my problem with it. Like, sometimes it felt a little bit flimsy in its satire, let's say, because it is so in your face. And it made me wonder and if... And still people didn't get it. It's yeah, insane. yeah. Like, I, I mean, you can't watch this and think that this was ever intended to be like, a, you know, like, I, yeah. But anyways, like, I think as well that it it doesn't, despite the fact that like, you know, it, it it's doing what it's doing quite well. I don't think it doesn't feel as like when you watch it now, especially, it doesn't feel as like prescient or or even like not even just prescient, but you know, being able to like look at the trajectory of like America and like, especially in the nineties, like very interesting time. And there were a lot of movies that came out in that decade of, as like almost like both attempting to like look into the future, but also looking at like how they got to the nineties, the nineties being the strange end of century, like, you know, end of the cold war. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like this, you know, we're Western like values of triumphed and blah, blah, blah. It's really interesting to watch movies like this now and know where the, what the fuck happened to us. But, um, um, yeah, it doesn't feel like quite on the level of something like the Truman Show, let's say, where that film only seems to gain, you know, like it's, it's such a poignant, just sadness. Of What's how... that Harris's name in it again? Christopher, is it? Or Christoph? Uh, I can't remember. It's remember the hat. Yes, uh, that, that's yeah. right. Uh, I don't know. What is his name in that? But Every um, time that we mention Truman Show, I always say that it's like, I loved uh, the... Uh, doing it for the living cert even though i didn't do it in the class we did uh what, what? definitely did my left foot because we did my left yeah foot. we did my left foot but i did in my exams i just used the truman show and i loved it like the question was, was uh, father and son relationships or something and yeah. it was like it's such an interesting father-son relationship even though so much more interesting than my left fucking foot like just as a text like yeah. jesus but, you know, there is the leaving cert. We live in Ireland. Don't forget it. Um, yeah, let's, let's delve into our incredibly depressing past. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, in saying that, though, I did, like, I really enjoyed the kind of, like, click for more nature of the ads that they have. And, like, because it's the kind of thing where you watch it and you're like, this is crazy. But if you watch any Fox News clips, yeah. and, like, not just, cause obviously, like, Things like the graphic style of this is very, very Fox Newsy because even like everything like where they're almost like the Chirons and stuff and like the way it's branded, it's very Fox News. Even the way but, that it starts, that is the the reporter reporting from Kondatlu, and he's like, "This is a dark planet. This is a bug planet. This is a dirty planet." <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just it's it's horrifying, but um, it also made me think of um. <laughs> have you ever seen any of NRA TV like any of those oh Jesus yeah yeah, yeah. like Wayne um, LaPierre and all that yeah it's the kind of thing where you think like that 
you know this is not real but it really is and because i remember whenever i was watching the fourth estate and um they had a clip from one where whatever her name is their crazy spokeswoman she did one about the new york times and how like and it's just her like talking into the camera while there's like you know green screen flags behind her and stuff and it's terrifying and They have all these segments on like women and their guns and like the whole thing with like the kids with the guns really made me think of that where, where as in you know these are being made and shown to people now yep. this is not even like 10 15 years ago this is like they still make these where they have a whole section of trying to sell like guns to women so they're like you know oh it fits perfectly into my purse or like you know they have pink guns like pink camo guns it's fucking insane but you know these things exist so in that regard like but it's it's interesting as well because like all that content like you just think of like whenever fox news started yeah like post clinton when did like the sort of modern iteration of fox news actually start so well, it's a weird thing that cnn used to be the fox news as in the uh, CNN well, they, would... they were like the the right of center, let's say, rather than yeah. But like they they were they started going. That's how like Fox News started. Is that they got all the more right wing uh, CNN people, CNN people to move to Fox News, mm. like um... and then slowly but surely lost their collective minds. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. If you want to feel really horrible about oh, the, anything, the fucking the nine twelve project. Oh I, my <laughs> god, Jeff Glenn Beck. Yeah. Oh my god, I was going to say Jeff Beck. Um, Glenn Beck. Like it's they like, have this like, like masturbatory obsession with nine eleven that is like you, you almost feel him like about to have an orgasm, like, whatever. He's, he's like, yeah. Trembling. It's like on that day, and you're like, okay, Glenn Beck. Yeah, I think like that would be the greatest strength of this film. Is the fact that it doesn't take itself too seriously and that he's willing to just keep <laughs> keep focused on the schlock and like never I mean the the soundtrack never lets up at any moment and the fact that so much of this film is like your man and like the weird love triangle that's yeah. going on. And like what you were saying about your once performance being the only good performance and how it ends up being terrible because it's like what are you doing in this movie? Yeah. It's just it, the fact that like at every moment every one of them is like sort of posing it's like Zoolander like yeah. but you know more interesting like, than Zoolander. It, this is a movie where Jake Boosie is not like doesn't stick out as a bad actor because everybody's at his level. But it's just like, what I noticed about this, and like, obviously actors have very white teeth, but these people have like model teeth. Yeah. it's And they're really distracting. And Carver from The Wire pops oh up. Oh my God, that was so funny. Like he has one of the best lines in the entire thing where it's like, you kill bugs, good. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, what? I love this one. Gotta kill some bugs. So ridiculous. Um, yeah, like, I think that, although, um, the fact that, like, it doesn't take itself too seriously, it also has to, like, like feed into how it, he managed to get this thing made, because, like, <laughs> selling it is like, it's just silly, they're killing bugs, they're basically killing cockroaches, like, oh my god, that scene where the kids are stepping on cockroaches, but anyway, like, at the same time, I don't think the themes are particularly profound or particularly deep underneath the surface. I think what he's saying is interesting and for the time that it came out, it's interesting. But, you know, it's not it's not quite, you know, it, it's not as hard hitting, I think, as it possibly could be, um, which like it's not it's not as if it's I think I just wanted this to be like even more. You know what I mean? That there's because he has to like doesn't think that it's an odd mix is that. He has to spend so much time on the schlockiness of it that 
a lot of the time it's sort of like you know it, it gives them less time to like have more underneath that like even the idea of like focusing on the relationships and stuff and how like it's like another fucking thing of like you know western society of like you know the weird creepy coupling and the fact that you have to like get permission to have kids and stuff yeah you know like it's 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 interesting but you know it's not as interesting as something like the lobster let's say you know yeah. and how like layered something like that is very different movies though but um similar like i oh my god i would love if fucking your man directed like if uh uh, uh latin was fucking directed a sci-fi movie I really want to see the favorite. Yeah, me too. Oh god, I love him so much. I wouldn't put past him though, because it's just you know he could. He's jumping he's around. He's already yeah. moving around everywhere. Like that's the thing of of like, uh, but within his own strange he's very genre. Verhoeven in a way as well. Yeah. Like that he has a very particular vision, etc. Kind, of, kind thing. of arch sort of style. Yeah, like definitely we have to talk about um the gore. Uh, oh yeah. This is such a graphic film. Oh yes. Like shockingly so, like in a way overly so, like But it, um, like it, it's uh, flippantly so. I know, I, I know, but it, it's like But oh. even like when they kill like oh. I, the, the the first moment of true gore in the movie uh, and I think it's it's important to like very important straight away the 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 moment that that makes you realize what Verhoeven is doing using the violence is when the squad mate that is like from Kansas or something, the the farmer oh, guy, God. that he takes his helmet off and Dizzy. Is it Dizzy? Yeah, Dizzy. Yeah. Uh, when Dizzy, it, like the other woman shoots him in the face and his like whole head just explodes. Mm. That is like, fuck the dead guy. Mm. This is sad because Johnny Rico lost his squad. Yeah. Um. And immediately after a scene where they're like, isn't it right after a scene where they're bonding as well? And then yeah, they yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, 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 really depressing. Um, yeah, like that. That's it. It's like it's immediately after how he's like, you know, setting up their like bunks and everything. Yeah. So he's like, I think as well, it's after he's recorded the message to his girlfriend. Possibly? Yeah, to Denise Richards. Yeah, <laughs> but uh... who is teeth and nothing else? Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> but. Yeah, it uh, it's the it's the switch that's like Jesus, but holy fuck! Like the books are horrifying. Like, the design of them are oh my amazing. Because it's uh, I was thinking about you know in Star Trek the first J.J. Uh, Abrams one I think it's the first one from the, oh, yeah. yeah because it's when Kirk ends up on the planet when he immediately he meets future Spock yeah and he's like running along and there's like this crazy thing coming after him and it's like all CGI and it's like eh. and it's got crazy pincers and you're like I don't care about that that's not that scary you know whereas in this people keep losing limbs yeah constantly and oh it's like <laughs> the best thing about this is the like the the real bullheaded just shoot them approach to this yeah. of how like the ineffectiveness of it it's just it's so it's so like Vietnam and just throwing troops yeah. at a problem and no matter how ineffective it is and how they've already proven that it's ineffective and no matter like they just keep it's like why do you have ground troops why do they have guns the guns aren't working because it's whatever like <sighs> literally they send in a load of fucking um 
like bombers or whatever and like kill loads of the bugs and i was like look how effective that was just shoot them from the fucking air they're massive they're not they don't even hide just shoot them and then they send in like the rico's thing i was like what are you doing the roughnecks the fucking planet is still full of them oh but i did really enjoy the um how we have like a slight nod to the thing whenever they turn up to the like outpost with the scientists yeah. and like there's one guy left and he's just going crazy and I was like oh, I wish they'd spent more time there because I think that section of the movie is one of my like that's my favourite part like of the Like the Alamo kind of thing? Yeah like it's it's ridiculous um, but yeah, Rico you know what to do <laughs> I fucking love my car it's like, like when oh, the, the bug, like what I talking about the bugs designs like I think that they're memorable in like mm. in a way that I think that this movie would not work if the sci-fi element, like if the movie didn't work straight, like let's say that yeah. if, the, if the production values and everything, that's why it's so crazy that this movie got made. <laughs> Is that like, yeah. like the Phil Pitt Tippett designs and the animatronics that they use and stuff like, like Yeah, the bugs are unreal. And they also keep showing up like new bugs as the movie, like they're really well spread out that you see like, but there's like an interesting logic to everything. How like the the artillery bugs like shooting into space. The oh, the thing, I love that the, line where they're they're, hur- like they're hurling their spores into space. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have you have the fire breathing one that is like oh orange God. blood. The fire breathing beetle thing. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, um, then you have the grain flying ones that just fucking decapitate people. Yeah, with their wings. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, uh, then you had the, the brain bug, but also they have the little bugs that like actually carry it, m- carry it. And yeah, stuff. but oh. even like the the the, the, so the, the vaginal fucking hole in his face that just but, uh, it was a bum. It was yeah. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> like, if, <it's, laughs> like <laughs> if they modeled that on any anatomy, <laughs> let's be clear. But oh god, when he comes out with his little arm comes out and it's like and, a tube and yeah, you know but like, it's gonna happen and it's so slimy oh, as well it's so fucking gross i was literally just like because we it, like it's so memorable that like it's cgi stays. just can't it can never it's the same way that the thing is so good because it's so gross yeah. and like you're just like oh, oh, like even just the wind of the like on the slime hitting when he when they like denise richard cuts off the 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 fucking uh, tentacle, uh, thing? tentacle thing, and uh, Johnny Rico shows up holding the nuke. He's like, "You know what this is? I'll blow this whole cave." But I just, I love as well that, that they like... outrun that explosion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I love how he's just like, "I'm gonna kill some bugs." And he's like, "You like that? You like that?" Like, it's just, oh god, um, yeah, like as well. I do love like the point in, at which they're finally realizing that the bugs are smart. Yeah. And there's actually he, there's just one scene. I think it's Rico kind of looks at the bug, and the bug has like these wee eyes, like at the side that we've never seen at any point up until this point. And its wee eyes just like, <laughs> like, like that <laughs> fucking uh, carvers. Like as soon as it gets humanized. Yeah. Is the first fuck because at night it becomes like human, yeah. humanized. It becomes like an animal, not longer like a monster. So it's kind of like clearly in pain. It's lost its limbs. It's just like yeah, trying he, to shift. He and looks then fucking really sad. And then Carver shows up from the war and just shoots him in the eye, like and won't stop shooting until like oh, he's covered in, in orange goo. In, in, the, in the goo, yeah, the green goo. Yeah, and it's like that's the moment that is like. It's so, oh, I loved it. Like even the, the the moment that I realized, like even watching it now that I got more of the little clues, 
for example, that like the war starts and it's kind of just flippantly said yeah. that like the humans went and colonized one of the bug planets. Yeah. And then they get attacked. Mm-hmm. And then they go like, oh, these bugs are evil. And it's like, you're the person invading their what, homeland. What does that sound like? But I love that, that you yeah. just kind of like, it's there as an afterthought. You yeah, know? like it kind of that is like, nobody fucking questions also that it's, it's like, and they're so happy. It's like when the, the bugs destroy Buenos Aires, and one of the guys is like beaming, screaming running towards the tv screen we're going to war <laughs> and uh yeah the other bit as well that i got like just this time is that they actually fucking in school dissecting a bug before the war even starts yeah uh, it's like straight away also the, disgusting or the, the way that like neil patrick harris dressed as a fucking ss officer oh my god is like that is good casting fucking uh studying the coat like that he has on is outrageous that they're studying the bugs and it's so like holocausty kind of the the turning of the uh of the species of animals that they're literally like oh they're just a plague they have nothing like the, the idea of like everything is their fault for being that they're both the that level of hubris that they're the same as you were saying of Vietnam. The, it's like, these people are backwards and they need us to show them the way. Yeah. But then they kick your ass and you don't realize, like, rather, can't you rather see? Rather than accepting yeah. that they're, they, you just kill more of your own people. Yeah, yeah. Like, Even the present. department that he goes into that is like war games in theory or something. It's like, it's actually called war games. Yeah. Like the, the department that he goes into. And I love the little bit, like from the opening speech, it's like, how the fuck somebody didn't get this? It was a satire. The movie starts with fucking Michael Iris like defending the bombing <laughs> or Hiroshima <laughs> and saying the violence is the only way to, to solve any problem. And the way how uh, like to get a vote, you have to have served in the military. Yeah. It's so fascistic. To become a citizen. Thing, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, the way, like, I love where they're, like, uh, uh, being recruited uh, when they're signing up. And your man is like, oh, the mobile infantry is what, uh, is what made me the man I am today. <laughs> like he has, arm. like, no arm and no legs. <laughs> like, oh, and then the, the, the science teacher looks like a crazy fucking Nazi doctor with her eyes burnt. Oh, with yeah. The, yeah. Like, uh, she looks straight out of a video game kind of thing. And also, like, people forget Verhoeven is like old enough that he was alive during Nazi occupation of Holland mm. and he remembers it and it's like also he's made like okay one came out now but he at that time he already had made two World War Two movies that clearly was anti-Nazi yeah like somebody going like oh yeah this is a fascist director it's like no I what but I, I think that uh, what you were talking about uh, him not hating his characters I think it's point of the thesis of the movie that even like these people are so misguided but they're like good at heart it's just yeah. uh well, they're just, a part yeah, of the, the idea that like they just believe everything the bad performance thing as well is that it's perfect because yeah. you know you could imagine the, the 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 kind of content like even if you've ever seen um any of the ads that the u.s military have because yeah. obviously they have recruitment ads that like run on tv and shit and like they're just oh mind-numbingly terrible and also terrifying because it's this, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you, you, you'll have a new, you know, you meet this new family and, you know, like they're going to be your, like, oh, it, yeah, it's just, 
it's really creepy but I mean like at the same time like the British army and the RAF yeah. the exact same thing and like I it's just it's funny I thought of this yesterday as well is that I had like very very strange experience when I was working at this conference thing so it's this like you know very corporate company yeah and they had like a big speaker and I was like you know filming this or whatever and she was a female pilot so you know that's pretty cool she like fought her way up to becoming like a like, lead pilot and <clears throat> You know, she was so driven and this is great, but she's telling all these stories about, you know, you know, the enemy and having, you know, getting shot down or, you know, and like, like where we were, you know, like flying over. And you're just like, this is really fucking strange that we are like the, the sole purpose of you being here is as an inspirational figure. And yet you're talking about how you, your entire career was you killing people and like literally dropping payloads and stuff like the the language around it and i was just wandering around like "Ah." oh yeah it's completely the synthesis is the the language it's just so but it felt really strange because it was the fact that but she's a woman and she's great and she was really funny and cool and it was like but you flew planes with bombs you think about (laughs) it that she killed more people than charles manson like just that woman killed more people than charles manson (laughs) And you're oh like, you're the hero just because, like, you're killing brown people. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's a very, it, it felt really strange to me. And, and it was funny because I was talking to a few people afterwards about it. And they were like, <clears throat> yeah, that felt a bit weird. And I was like, thank fucking Jesus. Um, but um, I do want to talk a little bit about um, the, the, the wor- world building of it and everything. And it, it, as a sci-fi movie. Because like, we talk about this all the time. And it is very, very crucial for a film like this. Um. In a way, I was disappointed in it, but only because it's another thing that's like on purpose. Like it's the design of like the interiors and like the Everything logos. Everything is so and, clean. Yeah, it's so clean, but not even clean in a you know the J.J. Abrams um, Star Trek reboot way, which is is a whole other level of like you know it's like you're inside a hospital because yeah. it's so bright and everything this is kind of a this is a bit more like star trek in the 1990s yes it's a bit televisual in a way yeah. and although like it's kind of fun it wasn't quite kitschy enough and then up when you put this up against because design in um even like design in something like uh firefly which is obviously a bit more of the kind of steampunk cowboy element to it like they're very different worlds but or say the design of um something like um Battlestar Galactica as well which obviously is a TV show as well but it's so crucial and in this because the whole idea of this being that it's the military in space so it's just the military so everything's basically you know combat but but silver like this is one of these movies where you know in the future everything will be made of chrome um, because it's the 1990s and also because it's cheaper and there's also a comment uh, like Verhoeven said this in an interview years after release Mm. that it's also a comment on how they spent the entire budget of the movie pretty much on the battle scenes yeah. and it's the same way on like an army does that you like your idea is to and also you have to use it that that's the problem with like arm races the the arm race in itself like the the one in the 1910s that caused world war one mm. that people even at the time or even afterwards historians to go oh uh, why did World War One start? It's like because you built all these weapons, mm. so then it's easy to say let's use them. Mm. That if you had to suddenly Just go, in case. 
suddenly you go, oh, uh, we need to go to war with Germany, but we have nothing. Then you go, ah, uh, let's try diplomacy. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. But that, yeah, that horrifying military complex of... And also like that this movie that you said about being prescient is that I think that in the short term, if you're like, fucking even CNN... And, and and NBC and CBS and ABC, everywhere every major network in the United States was pro the Iraq War when the Iraq War started. Nobody stopped to fucking think about it. No. And go and they used the same like ideas as this movie does to sell the idea of going to Iraq. Having a soundtrack for the war. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's, and even like the mission accomplished, like, you know, like that news footage, whatever. When you think about like, whenever they kill Osama bin Laden, like that's not even that long ago. And how, like even Obama coming into the special (laughs) hall that is like the, I killed bin Laden hall now. And it's like, okay. Yes. 9-11 was terrible. Oh, that scene in newsroom. Like oh, that scene in the newsroom when they were there. Like your man is in the airplane, and he gets a, a news call, like the call going like, "Oh, oh we killed yeah, Bin Laden," yeah, yeah, and everybody yeah. starts clapping. And like he shakes the pilot's hand, and the pilot is like, yeah, "Oh, thank <laughs> you, whatever." That is like the fucking national anthem nearly starts playing in the background. Oh, does. America, oh yeah. beautiful, yeah. fuck off. Like this movie. Like, in particular, like, it is on purpose as well. It's that Verhoeven knew that this movie would be put on TVs too early for fucking kids. Like, that this movie is not made for kids, but it is made for kids. Yeah. It, you're supposed to why, watch it the first time when you're 12 or 13. the nudity and the violence, you're yeah. like, kill. But it's so, like, dark. It, because it's designed to do what it did to me. That is, like, so when you see it when you're an adult, you get it. You go... Oh, oh shit and then you start reevaluating everything that like you you just took for granted as being like like we were the enemy <laughs> that at the end as well that like fucking new like they discovered the 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 fucking brain bug and the first like he says that the bug is afraid and everybody cheers it's so creepy like the it's like of course of course the bug is afraid like <laughs> Oh god, it's so so it, strange. But like the 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 designer of the of the bugs themselves, they they have like this weird like the way that they animated them. It's like actual they actually have life, which yeah. is weird. Like that they move not in a computerized way. Yeah, it's almost like natural that they have like little flaws in their movement, mm. hesitations. They're not like just killing machines. Mm. And then when they like get dismembered and start like wringing in pain, like it, it becomes like sad, you yeah. know. And the way it also, it's like the- when you kill a bug. And how you're like, oh, die, die. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, and it's like, it's like but when you don't kill it properly, then you step oh, on it yeah. and you lift your foot and it's like, like half of it is like leaving behind. And it's like, kill me. It is like dragging. And you see like the fucking bug juice. Just yeah, like, yeah. That's it. When you kill bugs, it is usually an odd color. Yeah. So. This movie got it right. But oh, like, also, how much did you like? Like, I know that we don't rate movies usually, but like, uh, would you give it like around like a seven or eight or less or more? Are we doing out of ten? Yeah, let's say. Fascinating. Um, 
Yeah, it's like a th- just because I can't position where you it's land. Not, on the, yeah. on the... It's not quite a four out of five. Okay. Because that's like, like that, three and a half. Yeah, but like three point seven out of okay. four out of five. You know what I mean? That kind of way where like it's really good, but it's not quite like almost great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like. What did you think actually going into it? Like, like oh, without... I, I knew I knew nothing about this at all. I just you know knew the name and then just put it on. That was literally it. So that was kind of enjoyable. Did you know <laughs> that it was a Paul Verhoeven movie or? Yeah, well, you'd said Paul oh, Verhoeven, yeah. so you know, and I was like, L. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I did enjoy it, but it was just like this is an odd experience. Also, it was really really gross, and yeah, it's been a really long time since I've actually been like, oh. Jesus, because that really doesn't happen. Oh, like because... when they they're sucking his brains oh. out and his eyes just like his it, skin it's, starts it's, going. It's, it's like weird. better than than Cronenberg is. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think of like Cronenberg and how like handmade that is and how it works on a certain level, but it doesn't feel as real as this does. So, oh yeah, no. Oh, when fucking Michael Ironside fucking puts his fingers in your man's oh. like brain cavity and she's like, they sucked his fucking brain. <laughs> oh yeah. my god yeah I we, got, we got it we got I, it uh my favorite thing is the whole power hoviness of it all <laughs> like the the way that he's able like like i said i have no how did they make starship troopers like i sit there and this i go made like money though didn't it no oh, <laughs> oh god no they <laughs> didn't make like it's not like the budget was massive so like they they, they actually needed uh a uh, good bit of money to 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 cover it let's say and they got wide release and obviously wasn't gonna find its audience uh, <laughs> like, well who is this for that I, is the question i used to like work with a guy uh, in a restaurant that he didn't get the movie whatsoever so like, he'd be like every time he was like a manager and every time that like, he promotes somebody he goes like uh, I'm Johnny Rico. This, he goes like, "Oh, I'm giving you this position until you die or I find someone better." And I was like, "Dude, th- th- like you're you're not getting the movie." Like, uh, but I he was my boss. So I couldn't say call him the tick that he was. <laughs> but oh, Johnny Rico, man! Like, I-, I love how like the genius of casting bad actors <laughs> and then like the, the actual good actors that they get like in fairness like obviously Neil Patrick Harris is a good actor and he mm. knew exactly what he was like he, oh, it he was like people it perfectly, that are yeah. s- smart enough to know the material mm. like Michael Ironside and Dean Norris and like Clancy Brown or whatever they're like they're really good actors mm. and they got it they read the script and it's like this movie doesn't need good performance like fucking Dean Norris doing the Hank Schrader thing. It's like, why did you take, why did he take his helmet off? Oh, because I needed everybody in the team to be fucking uh, operational. Operational. It's like, are you qualified to fix an M3 helmet? <laughs> no, sir. So what the fuck were you trying to do? I just love how they have that entire conversation shouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, then like even the imagery that is like a clear uh, point as well of American movies, whatever the is the only black character, uh, one of the only black characters, there's one female soldier as well. The, mm. uh, but the other one is the guy that fucking administers the, the, uh, the administrative punishment i love how like even that is so like, yeah that imagery is quite uh 
yeah, like uh, it's Poignant. meant to be uh, problematic to say the least, but it's like it's what Ver- Ver- that's why Verhoeven was the only filmmaker that could have possibly gotten away with doing L. Yeah, because like he and he's one of the few filmmakers that is able he's to not, thread the he's line. He's not Lars von Trier. Yeah, who oh like just oh <laughs> uh, like not like oh his movies they're so fucked up oh my god it's his fucking face yeah like he was he was interviewing like the guardian or somewhere and he's just there with his little face and now his long hair i'm just like you and like quentin tarantino need to be put in a little box and shot into space much like your one's coffin <laughs> oh that is so brilliant it's not because she's just like a sergeant or something like what a what? massive corruption that Loads is like of other people die yeah, it's, yeah it's like her funeral like yeah but it's it's the fact that they like says so like oh they're gonna send her out into space but they don't like send her into space they just kind of like open a thing and like the coffin just slowly floats away <laughs> like bye Lars von Trier. um my favorite thing is the bugs because they are so disgusting um and like even if you compare them to like because they made me think a little bit of uh the edge of tomorrow and the kind of spinny things that they kill in that but they're obviously much more like um not organic they're like um machines um ai but uh yeah oh just (laughs) it made me really really feel sick which is so funny oh yeah like even when in the beginning when they're doing the the autopsy and he, oh. here's the the fucking thing it's, it's the, the sound sign. effect yeah. like, oh god yeah i'd say it sounds very moist you saying that um that, that like said that your man from jurassic park like it makes sense because they're like everything like i think these are almost even better because there's a lot more parts to them and also they're although insects based on real insects they're kind of you know it's it's not like in the way the dinosaurs are kind of based on the movements of mammals and stuff yeah you know like insects are quite you know it, it's it's quite it's very well done i think uh and they are like terrifying and oh, they ch- chop so many people in half you know, in this movie it is like uh, i've never seen a movie with so much like uh flippant dismemberment <laughs> Yeah, because I, it's, it's like it just it, happens. It's there you just, go. And you think of like, a movie like this, and it's like, oh, gratuitous violence. It's so fucked up. But I mean, what were we watching? One of the superhero movies, and I was like, but they're all dying. All those people are dying. No, it was fucking Fast and Furious. Yeah, and I love those movies, but it's just them driving around and like just the amount of just things on people on the side that just get killed and it's like da, 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 it's like, like Batman v Superman the Batman it's Batman, collateral damage Batman has <clears throat> one thing one thing that's what Batman is that his rule is you shall not kill he kills so many people in Batman versus Superman it's like obviously fucking made by Zack Snyder so like uh, Zack Snyder Snyder what was your um, least favourite thing um, probably like how it makes you feel when you're like, <laughs> you know, because it's it's fun, but you're every time you're watching, it, you're just you know every every scene, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you kind of <laughs> forget, you forget, uh, like for moments is is the genius of the movie that at times you you're just with the characters, you're like, yeah, and then you're like. Oh shit! I shouldn't be doing it. Like the whole yeah. point is that you're not supposed. Even like the female characters, oh. and you're like, wow, they're, they're you know they're doing. Th- oh no, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, it it it's just it's the icky feeling that you get about 
just how horrible the world is. Yeah, Verhoeven was not a a uh, very optimistic man. He's never no. been, but I love him. Like, uh, what was your least favorite thing? Uh, I don't think I have one. Like, I think that is, like, there are few. Like, I think that we we spoken about like perfect films. I don't think it's a perfect film, mm. but for what it's trying to do is damn close. And considering how wacky it is as a movie, it is wacky. Yeah, uh, like I, I, I just love the schlock of it all. Like the thing is that everything that is bad in this movie is bad on purpose. Yeah. So like you can't, I, I can't find a way of criticizing it well, because that's it. It's, like uh, a lot of the things where I was just like, ah, but it was like, like oh. the music is overbearing. The fucking oh, set God. design is terrible. The performances are awful. The script is crap. Like, but. It's all on purpose. So it's kind of like how like it succeeds in everything that it sets out to do in my point of view. Like and I mm. think that especially like if America hadn't gone to war like four years before I'd say this is simplistic, but considering that it's so right that mm. that's the way that America sees itself. I, and I think without, I think without realizing that they're the villains. Like yeah. it's like it is very much and it's one of those things that at the same time is if you did it more complicated because well he would never have got it made and also is that i think that the the idea is to educate people like he like he clearly wants you to to understand that it's not only this movie it's that he's using the tools that are in other movies to make the nazis the heroes yeah and then you realize that if you're using the tools that way, it might be that, let's say, the Americans weren't the villains of World War II, but there were no heroes in World War II. Like, you know. What? Yeah, but like, you know, like when the fucking, you're watching Saving Private Ryan, it's like, oh, those damn Nazis, but then you don't realize that, like, America was, like, firebombing, like, Nagasaki and, uh, like, fucking towns that had no military, like, oh, yeah, they don't mention even, like, if it's Germany, it's like, oh, yeah, they... Don't mention the the fire bombing in Dresden that is like oh yeah let's bomb a city that literally has no war industry no uh, it has no fucking air defenses even because there's no point of bombing it mm. so we're just gonna bomb it to kill people because then they don't want to fight anymore if we keep killing them mm. and it's like yeah it's the Douglas Haig argument that is like we have more people than they do at the end of the day. Uh, if everybody kills one to one, uh, there's going to be two of us left and none of them. <laughs> and we won the war. Yeah, but this movie uh, <laughs> makes you feel terrible. But at the it same does, time, yeah. it's, a w- uh, it's so entertaining, though. Like, it's entertainingly awful. <laughs> entertainingly awful. Uh- <laughs> I can't want to watch Robocop 1 and 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder about the reboot. I do like Joel Kinnaman or whatever his name is. Oh, the, the reboot misses the point completely. Oh. It's funny how that keeps happening. Um, it's funny how we don't learn. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was uh, Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. I kept trying it once to say um, fucking um, 
What do you call it? Super Troopers? And I was yeah. like, no, that's not it. Oh, uh, Jesus. That's a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so where can they find us, Ricardo? I'm glad you, the, you, you took to it somehow. The, oh, like, no, uh, I did. I, I, I was kind of like, uh, because it is very out there. So like I was expecting yeah. that maybe you'd be like, why? Even the way oh, that no, you went, no. oh, God, why did you pick this in the beginning? Like, uh, yeah, no, no. It wasn't like, why, guy, why did you pick this? It was more, I was just like, <laughs> you know, like what is this strange thing but uh it's no, a like, very I, unique movie to I say do that enjoy it like it's it's mental but you know definitely worth a watch like <laughs> Paul Verhoeven can't say that he's never done drugs after this in Total Recall uh, and Robocop yeah, like no no Oh, so where can they find us? Uh, the Recommendation Game on Facebook, at The Rack Game on Twitter, The Recommendation Game Mixcloud, and the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. Uh, you can also send us an email at recommendationgame at gmail.com and in real life somewhere in Dublin. Uh, next week's movie is Chosen by Orla. Yes, it is The Florida Project. Ooh. Did you see Tangerine? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, yes. It's my favorite fruit. Mm, tangerine. Um, <laughs> I once thought a child the size of a tangerine. Ah, so uh, yeah, <laughs> it was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.